It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> You're listening to Sports on Deck with Dave Gasper. Welcome to Sports on Deck with Dave Gasper here on 1310 WIBA. I am your host, Dave Gasper. Coming up later in the show, four for four, going around all four major sports leagues in four minutes. That's coming up later on. But first, we're going to talk a little MLB draft. MLB draft starts Sunday night, goes for the next three days, 20 rounds. So we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive on the MLB draft this week. And so I'd like to welcome in my guest now here this week on Sports on Deck, Dan Zielinski III of Baseball Prospect Journal, founder and editor-in-chief of Baseball Prospect Journal. Dan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Dan, this is the the big time of the year for the for Major League Baseball. You got the the All Star Game, the trade deadline, but really what we're going to going to be talking about here is the MLB draft uh, starting on Sunday night, going for three days, twenty rounds. It's going to be very exciting. MLB adding it to their All Star festivities. Um, just kind of you know as, as a general primer of this draft, you know what's something that you know really kind of makes you so excited. Uh, about the draft this year and, and the guys you're really kind of looking to see uh, come off the board and the things you're looking to see happen? Yeah, for sure. This draft class, I'm really excited just to see how it all plays out, especially in the first round. I think come Sunday night, there's going to be a lot of chaos in terms of the first round. There's a lot of guys who are very similar type players. Teams have different preferences on who they prefer more than others, and that's kind of different from team to team, but it definitely is going to be interesting to see how the top of the draft plays out and really is going to be kind of the starting point for how crazy this draft could be. There's a lot of high school guys towards the top. You have Drew Jones, the son of former major leaguer Andrew Jones, who's a top prospect in this year's draft, a high school outfielder, 5 tool player. He's in the mix to go 1-1 to the Orioles, but the Orioles historically the last couple of years I'd like to cut deals at the top of the draft. So if Drew Jones falls, he could probably fall to the Diamondbacks at number two. But there's definitely going to be some movement, some unexpected picks early, and I think that's just going to make for a fun first couple of rounds on Sunday night. Yeah, and all that's going to have a domino effect on the Milwaukee Brewers and who they end up selecting. They're picking at 27, so they're in the back end of the first round. And there are a couple of guys uh, that I think could be available for the Brewers uh, at that spot. And I'm looking a lot at, at some of these college pitchers. And one of the more famous college pitchers of the last couple of years is Kumar Rocker, right-handed pitcher from Vanderbilt, was famously drafted 10th overall last year. The Mets ended up not signing him. He's playing an indie ball right now. What are your thoughts on, on Kumar Rocker and, and how healthy he is and if he actually would be a, 
a legitimate option for the Brewers at 27. Definitely. I mean, Kumar Rocker is by far the most famous name in the draft the last couple of years. And if you just look at him as a ball player, his skill set, his size, there's a lot to like. He's 6'5", 245 pounds, a right-hander, power pitcher, has a, a devastating fastball slider combination with his fastball touching the high 90s. And he definitely could be number two, maybe a front-line starter in the major leagues one day. He, like you said, last year, Mets were prepared to offer him $6 million, and then they really didn't like his medicals at all. Rocker underwent shoulder surgery in September, just had a minor scope on his right arm. It was nothing considered major or serious, but he does definitely does have some risk when it comes to the injury and if he can handle a starter's workload at the major league level someday. It's going to be an, he's a, the biggest wild card in this year's draft. A lot of teams are intrigued by him. Some teams are scared off by his medicals. I think there's a good chance he could go into the teens with maybe the Angels having some interest as well as Philadelphia Phillies. The Braves have money at pick number 20. So it might be tough for him to get to the Brewers at 27. I think it would be an intriguing pick if they went that route. I just don't know if the Brewers are willing to take that much of a risk on a guy who is kind of a boomer bust prospect. He could be a really great pitcher, or he could have injury problems his entire career. Yeah, the injuries are something that are definitely going to be concerning for a lot of teams. I mean, if you're going to invest that much money into an arm, you want to know that they're healthy as much as you can. Uh, but, I mean, there's only so much predicting of health you can do uh, with pitchers in baseball. Uh, another couple of guys that I want to talk about here that I really kind of like, uh, Cooper Jerpy and Blade Tidwell. They're both really great college performers this year. Uh, they're mo- they're mostly healthy. I know Tidwell missed the first half of the season uh, with a shoulder injury, but he came back strong towards the end. You know, what are your thoughts on those guys? I've seen them in a bunch of mock draft towards towards the Brewers. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Jerpy and Tidwell uh, as as options for Milwaukee? Yeah, both players are kind of in that mix at the later back half of the first round and could definitely be in play. For the Brewers, I think if the Brewers do go pitching, it's probably the college route. They just seem to prefer that demographic over the high school arm, a demographic they haven't drafted in the first round since Cody Medeiros in 2014. But when you look at the players, first with Jerpy, he's a guy, a left-handed pitcher, who really improved his stock throughout the year. He's 6'3", 200 pounds, and he isn't the hardest thrower by any means, low 90s, but it plays up a lot because of the funk, his cross fire delivery and his low three-quarters arm slot. And it's really difficult, frankly, for right-handed right-handed hitters to pick up the baseball coming out of his hand. So I like his command and control of his pitches. He's got a balanced pitch arsenal as well, and I think he could be a solid middle-of-the-rotation pitcher. And then when it comes to Blade Tidwell, he's a guy I think has a little more upside when it comes to pitching. I could see him being a number two down the line, but he did only pitch – 39 innings this year because of a shoulder soreness issue that he dealt with early on in the season. But when he's healthy, he's got his fastball slider combination that's really above average. Fastball is sitting in the mid-90s, touches 99 with some arm side run. And then his slider is definitely a put-away pitch with his curveball and changeup showing some potential. He needs to improve one of those to really develop a quality third offering. But I really like Tidwell's upside. I think both could be in play for the Brewers if they determine they want to go pitching, and I both I think both could be 
quality arms down the line. I prefer Tidwell over Jerpy. I think he has a little bit more potential, but both are quality arms and could be in the mix for the Brewers. Yeah, they they could go that college pitcher route and certainly seems more preferable to to high school. They haven't drafted high school pitchers early in in quite a while. That's definitely been kind of more of a later round thing for them. But they could also go with the college hitter route. Uh, and there are a bunch of hitters uh, that also could be going in this range at 27 overall. Uh, and most of them appear to be outfielders. I know the Brewers have gone with college outfielders each of the last two years. People may be a little tired of the college outfielder route and not want to go three years in a row. But there is a strong chance that they do it, and the best player available could be a college outfielder. I'm going to give you five names here. These five are all kind of right together. I want you to tell me which one you like the best. you got Chase DeLauder of James Madison, Dylan Beavers from Cal, Jordan Beck and Drew Gilbert from Tennessee, and Sterling Thompson from Florida. Of those five, which outfielder would you prefer? I like Chase Lauder the best, the outfielder from James Madison. I just think his potential is a lot higher than all of those guys. I think the floor for him is a little high, too. I mean, some of those other guys as well have a little bit higher floors, but I just like the overall package you get with Lauder. Sure, he's at a smaller school, but he has performed well in the Cape Cod League, which is the top summer college baseball league. It's a wood bat league. Performed well last summer in that. And overall, this year had a quality year until breaking his foot in April. He had a so-so performance against Florida State early on in the season, which kind of worried a few scouts just because that was one of his biggest tests of the season. But I just think when you look at him as a player, he's 6'4", 235, a left-handed hitter. And I think he really has all the tools to be a five-tool player in the major leagues or in pro ball here whenever he gets drafted in the next couple of days. So I really like the potential you get with the lotter. He's a middle-of-the-order hitter who will stick in center field long-term. I just think he offers plenty of upside while also having some floor, and I think that's what the Brewers have looked towards last couple of years is guys up the middle who maybe aren't the riskiest of players but also have a high floor as well and I think the Lauder fits that bill almost perfectly yeah with, with those kinds of those kind of traits it's definitely something that the Brewers have targeted uh, in recent years so you know with, with all the guys that, that are you know going to be there on the board all the guys in this draft class the college pitchers college outfielders all of that what is the best-case scenario for the Brewers? Is it Kumar Rocker falling into their laps? Is it Blake Tidwell ending up being there? Is it a guy like, uh, I know we didn't talk about him here, but Gabriel Hughes, uh, who on on the Cold Brew podcast this week, you mentioned that uh, he kind of reminds you of Brandon Woodruff. That's certainly a good guy to have around. Uh, what's, what's the best-case scenario for Milwaukee in this draft? Yeah, I think... Rocker would definitely be intriguing. I don't think he probably makes it to the Brewers, and frankly, I don't know if the Brewers would take that kind of risk, but if I was the Brewers, I would take Rocker at 27. But I think the best-case scenario for them and maybe the most realistic option for them as well, knowing their history of who they prefer, I think Chase DeLauders, the outfield from James Madison, who we just talked about, is kind of the best fit for them, and I think is someone who fits kind of right in to their plan with the outfielders they've previously drafted, I think he could move through a farm system rather quickly, maybe take two years and be in the big leagues come 2024, 2025, probably more realistically, 2025. But if we're looking at the pitcher side, I'm a big fan of Gabriel Hughes, the right-handed pitcher out of Gonzaga. I think he offers an exciting combination of size and pitch mix, 
220, mid to upper 90s fastball, and he does it with ease. Plus, he also has the wipeout slider and then also a decent changeup and just overall fills out the zone with plenty of strikes. So I think Chase DeLauder from the hitting side would be an ideal guy to get for the Brewers. And if they do turn to the pitching route, I think Gabriel Hughes could also be a quality option as well. All right, Dan Zielinski, Baseball Prospect Journal, BaseballProspectJournal.com. Thanks so much, man, for, for hopping on the show. And uh, let's enjoy the draft, man. It's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, David, for having me on. It's always great to talk with you. Always good to have you on. Uh, Dan Zielinski, Baseball Prospect Journal. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back here on Sports on Deck on 1310 WIBA. to Sports on Deck here on 1310 WIBA. I am Dave Gasper here with you on a Saturday morning talking some sports, having some fun. There's been a lot going on this week in the world of sports, so that's why we have 4 for 4 here to get you all caught up on everything you need to know. (laughs) 4 for 4. Four sports leagues, Four minutes. Let's go. In the NFL, the Chicago Bears have acquired wide receiver Nikhil Harry from the New England Patriots in exchange for a seventh-round pick as the Bears try to beef up their wide receiver core in a futile attempt to unseat the Packers in the NFC North. Meanwhile, Brett Favre finds himself in a little bit of a uh, legal issue right now. Uh, Down in the state of Mississippi, there is a trial ongoing for misuse of welfare funds, and the defendant, Nancy New, has claimed that the ex-governor of Mississippi, Phil Bryant, reportedly ordered a $1.1 million payment to Brett Favre from welfare funds uh, for speaking engagements, promotions, and, and things like that, taking money from the welfare system to pay Brett Favre. Favre has not been charged with any criminal wrongdoing, uh, and he has repaid the money back to the state. Uh, and he said that he did not know that the money came from welfare funds, and he's not—he's not—he didn't do anything wrong himself. It's just he got paid money from a system that he should not have gotten paid money from. So that has been an interesting report out of Mississippi. In the NBA, the Indiana Pacers have signed star center DeAndre Ayton to a four-year, $133 million offer sheet. The Phoenix Suns have matched that offer sheet, uh, and the future of DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix uh, remains in question. Meanwhile, the Milwaukee Bucks have signed Pat Connaughton to a three-year contract extension worth $28.5 million, so he's going to be sticking around in Milwaukee for the next few years. In the NHL, free agency has opened. Uh, there's been a bunch of moves and a couple of them that you know really kind of caught some eyes. Johnny Gaudreau has signed with the Columbus Blue Jackets. He had an excellent postseason uh, this past year. He is on the move to Columbus. Max Pacioretty goes from Las Vegas to the Carolina Hurricanes as Las Vegas is undergoing some salary cap issues. 
And the Ottawa Senators have signed their leading goal scorer, Josh Norris, to an eight-year contract worth over $63 million. So there's been a lot going on, a lot of moving and shaking in the NHL as free agency is underway. In Major League Baseball, the home run derby bracket has been finalized. We have all eight contestants in this year's home run derby that's going to be on Monday night. You got the number one seed, Kyle Schwarber of the Phillies, facing off against the legendary Albert Pujols of the St. Louis Cardinals. Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to face off against two time defending champ Pete Alonso of the New York Mets. Alonso has a two seed this year. Corey Seeger of the uh, Texas Rangers has a three seed, and he will face off against Julio Rodriguez, the hotshot rookie from the Seattle Mariners, who has the six seed. And the final matchup, Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians will face off against Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals. The Futures game has added Joey Weimer to its roster, Brewers outfield prospect, fourth-round pick in 2020, who's having a pretty solid season down in AA Biloxi. He is the third Brewers prospect to be named to the Futures game roster, the all, basically the all-star game for the minor leagues. He joins Jackson Churio, hotshot prospect, and number one prospect for the Brewers uh, down in Lowe, Carolina, and Antoine Kelly, uh, who is up in Appleton with the Timber Rattlers. In the Major League All-Star game, Corbin Burns and Josh Hader have been named to the all-star roster. Josh Hader will not be in attendance He's going to stay home with his newborn son and wife, and that's probably that's probably a good call uh, for Josh. Um, Devin Williams is deserving to go in his place, but to this point, he has been snubbed from this roster and has not been named to it. And that's four for four. Just a few more minutes left here with you here on Sports on Deck, and I want to kind of get back to what I was talking about there with Dan Zielinski here earlier in the show about the MLB draft coming up. Just a couple of guys that I really kind of like um, that, that he mentioned. And one of them was was Gabriel Hughes of Gonzaga, right-handed pitcher. Uh, easy velocity, big stuff, electric stuff. If he's there, I'm not sure if he will be, but if he's there, um, that would be fantastic. I had, him on my, I had Dan on my podcast uh, this past week, Cold Brew Podcast, which you can find worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. And he gave him a comparison to Brandon Woodruff. And I don't know about you guys, but I would love a second Brandon Woodruff in this Brewers organization. That that would be fantastic. I'd love Hughes, Tidwell, Jerpy, Kumar Rocker. I'm really kind of leaning more the pitcher side. I know Dan was saying, you know, Chase DeLauder would be best case scenario uh, going, going with the college hitter there. But I'm really leaning towards college pitchers this year, just just because they they've gone hitter early the last couple of years. They have a bunch of hitting prospects. They don't really have that many pitching prospects. They have Ethan Small. They have Antoine Kelly. But outside of that, really, what do they have with, with top end pitching prospects? Not much. And in a few years, I'm not sure if they're going to sign Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff to long term contract extensions. I would love it. They should do it. I don't know if they can afford it. So you may need to plan ahead and kind of stock up on some more pitching so that if and when those guys leave, you have someone to come in and take their spots. So if it were me, I I would go with the college pitchers. I'd go with uh, Hughes or Jerpy or Tidwell or Rocker 
or any of those guys that are around there uh, in, in that range. Connor Prelip from Alabama, actually from Tomo, Wisconsin. That's his hometown. I'd love that pick as well. But that's me. And knowing me and what I want the Brewers to do, they're probably going to go the exact opposite and go with a hitter because that's just how it, how it always seems to go for me. So be sure to watch the draft and, and, and stay tuned to that. That's going to be Sunday night, the first, uh, first few rounds of the draft. Then it's going to continue on Monday and Tuesday as well. So very exciting. This is how you build winning organizations through the draft. You have to draft well. So it's, it's very important. It's going to be a few years before these guys are ready, but they're going to have to do it. I am out of time here on Sports on Deck. Be sure to tune back in next week, same time, Saturdays at 10 o'clock. This has been Sports on Deck here on 1310 WIBA. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.